Are you a professional optimized business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalize your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customize your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Reyes! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him And uh, hello and welcome to another edition of Radio Dub. I know when I put the Twitter post out about like the new episode, I went, I said Radio Dub returned. I feel like where Radio Dub is constantly in a phase of returning because I'm mm. not sure if we'll have an episode next week. Yeah. Just out of pure chaos. You're just kind of in, out of habit now. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, probably hasn't, been, hasn't yeah. been an episode for a few weeks. Oh, we've been, we've been but, solid. No, no, we've but, been but solid. we have don't, been really good. Don't disrespect the podcast you're on, I, I, I'm, I, I'm merely reflecting on what you just said. No, okay. but I, I agree that there's been a consistent stream of shows, yes, excellent shows over the last oh, couple stop. of months. Don't do that to us. Don't do it to us. The ego is too much. But we are in a really crucial, pivotal, it is the all-important all fixture. Sydney FC taking on Western United at Allianz on Sunday. Huge. Five o'clock kickoff? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Gee, that's you know, embarrassing. I, it is embarrassing. But you know who will be able to tell us if it is a five o'clock kickoff? It's our first guest. I would have thought you, but yeah. Yes, sure no, honestly, I'm a little disappointed it's in myself. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. I was close. An hour. Give or take an hour. Our first guest tonight, lucky enough to be joined by Sydney FC forward midfielder, false nine. Not quite sure what the description of her position is, but it is Rachel Lowe. Rachel, thank you for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you. Rachel, I went through a couple lists of just a couple of positions. What is your technical position? Like, <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out because you do a lot of things really well, but I still don't know what's the tagline for Rachel Lowe. Striker? midfielder false nine um I'd say I'm like a 10 but I've had to play like a bit further up because Maddie was injured obviously during the season um and I played nine a bit when I was younger so I guess I'm familiar with it um but yeah when I was put nine I didn't play it like a traditional nine I guess I was playing more of a false nine but um yeah I mean I don't mind anyway kind of in the front third I'm happy to play have you enjoyed the experience of playing in a, in a few different positions across the course of the season? Um, I mean, I would have liked a bit more continuity, but I had I had like I've been sick, um, so I didn't I didn't start the season much at all. I was out um, really. So um, yeah, I mean, hopefully next season I can kind of lock down a position more, just get some more consistency. But yeah, I mean, it's always good to be versatile, and um, I, I didn't mind to be honest. Yeah, we liked it. We liked watching it. Yeah. Sydney FC, thrilling side going forward and defensively. But, Rachel, I'm going to be honest. I think you might be the unluckiest person in the competition because I think the, uh, the the lineswomen, they've got something against you because I don't understand. By the smallest of margins, I swear sometimes like, like Rachel Lowe is not offside, but the flag goes up. Do you feel unlucky sometimes when the flag goes Same. up and you're offside? 
I know I I've got a bit of um like stick from it from the coach as well. Like I obviously haven't played nine a lot, so it's a bit new for me. But I've I, during the game I've been offside and I looked at the lines and I'm like, how was that offside? She goes, oh, like just a little bit. And I'm like, geez, like that's a bit harsh. I think they're like. Yeah, yeah. We need to get the the tape measure out. Honestly, the I, tape measure, tape yeah. Measure. No, because I, I've modern seen no solution. exactly modern solutions. Twenty twenty three rule, modern here on radio dub. But I'm watching it sometimes. I'm like, I swear to God, she wasn't offside. And I, I, <laughs> I feel like I don't know if we need to like come up with a new system of a sign being like, lines women have got to ask themselves three times, was she really offside? And if, if the third time you say no, <laughs> Rachel Lowe wasn't offside, keep the flag down. Go to, go to a jury. Get go a, to a jury, jury verdict. Let's pause for a second, 12 <laughs> seconds. What's going on, guys? <laughs> you just have 12 people <laughs> sitting on the side ready to hear any any claim, exactly. any appeal. Let's saying, review it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw you in a bit more of the conventional midfield role on, on, on the weekend with, with Maddie Haley back back in that striker role. Were, were you happy with, with that dynamic and how it went? And is that giving you some confidence going into the big one this weekend? Yeah, I think me and Maddie always, like, I think we link up really well. Um, we obviously haven't got to play that much together this season, um, but we do, like, obviously in training, um, we're on the same team sometimes. So I think we've just kind of been trying to get some um, some like bit of a relationship going on the field. Like I played with Maka um, since I was, you know, 12. So I know her very well and we don't really need much time to get into the swing of things. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying 10 and Maddie is obviously such a, a great nine. And I think for me, it's just more just trying to find her as much as I can. And, um, and I, yeah, I just, I love playing with her because she doesn't lose the ball much and um and she's really creative, so I think yeah, it's been working well, and hopefully we can just kind of bring it together in the final. But yeah, it's been um, it's been good. See, we had Maddie on last week, and we praised her passing ability because I think it's severely underrated. I think it's the most yeah. I- interesting aspect of her game, her ability to find players when they're trailing off, and she just fires that pass. I think it's very, very impressive. Now you talked about being mm-hmm. in the same team on in like training and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Rachel. Be honest with me. Who's the dom? What's the dominant team combination when we're doing training drills? Who's just winning? Like it's just don't even come up to us. We're done. You're finished. We're we're beating you right now. <laughs> um, they the, the the coaches do try and like even it up, I guess. So it's not just like a one team smashing the other. Um, I don't know. It depends. I think in the like small sided games, midfielders just like kill it. Um, just because it's upper alley just like small kind of tight areas um but then in big games obviously like I think um it's a bit of a cheat code when you've got caught by and speed you just kind of <laughs> just like not be behind but um yeah I don't know there's it, it changes so often so it's not really like one team that I guess would um yeah be the the one that smashes the other but it's been fun yeah are we are we doing a captain's situation or is it just Ante picks? Because if I'll be honest, if I was if it was captain's situation, I'd have a scouting report every training session. Mm. I've seen you; you were limping <laughs> in the car park. You're not on my team this week. Yeah. How does it work? Co- like you know, are we schoolyard picking or is it Ante just or all the coaches just go you 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 here here here? Um, I think it started off just like people picking but then it got quite obviously very unfair um so then i think as the seasons progressed the coaches have had more input so um yeah they don't like winning they don't like winning that's what i've just heard from that they don't like winning 
<laughs> I mean, we, we've gone this far in the interview so far, Rachel, without expressly mentioning last weekend's game against Melbourne Victory, that incredible mm-hmm. semi-final win. I mean, it was it was a really odd game and no doubt really difficult uh, for, for, for you and your teammates to kind of persist with, with the, the efforts and the the attempt to break down a really stubborn Melbourne victory side. How, how did you see that whole situation? Yeah, I think it was pretty similar to late before um, against Weston. Obviously, we had a lot of possession and um, it was kind of breaking down like a pretty um, disciplined block of, um, of, of of the victory players. So I think, yeah, I think we did well to eventually kind of score. But yeah, it was getting to the point where, you know, we had so many shots on target um, or shots on goal that, um, yeah, it was getting a bit frustrating. I think, I think it might be similar on the weekend. Like we're, I mean, we're thinking that we're going to have quite a lot of possession, um, and it's just about trying to break down that like deep block, um, which we haven't come across that much this season. So, um, yeah, I think the game against Victory was probably a good test for us um, coming into the finals because it's probably going to be a similar, similar kind of test uh, that. Uh, West United are going to show. So, yeah, I think it was a good positive um, performance from us. But, yeah, definitely things that we can kind of work on and we have been working on this week in training. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask, did you, did, how, do you think, feel like you've learned things now going into the, the game against West United considering how similar those two situations have been? Do you feel more prepared than you did in week one of the finals to break down West United if you need to? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um, Obviously, getting another game. I mean, I think Ante said something in the media about. Oh, sorry, my dad just walked in. Um, <laughs> some, um, he, he doesn't get that you're a professional athlete. He's, he's just walking in. These guys, they don't understand these professional athletes. They've got things to do. Um, uh, yeah, gosh. Um, I think Ante said in the media, like, he was not happy, but he said that having another game was probably beneficial for us. Um, and I think that kind of was just, yeah, I think victory presented a similar challenge. So it was good for us to get another week of um, playing a game against a similar team. And then, yeah, I think we feel more prepared from that game and also just yeah, having um, training this week and trying to work on things that we um, have seen from the Western game. So, yeah, it's been pretty positive. I, I, I want to ask you in terms of the – Obviously, the Western game and the victory game are, are quite similar in the way that the games, how you guys had lots of possession, you're trying to break them down. Obviously, with Western getting that goal early on, it, it kind of changed the dynamic yeah. of that the game. But as a player, how do you mentally stay like fully engaged and not get disheartened? Because when you're constantly pressing and and you have like really good opportunities, but it's just not falling. Like the bounce is just not right. Like they get lucky with something. How do you stay mentally engaged in that and not, you know, lose a little bit of spirit? Because I think a lot of people would just be like, "Oh, this is just way too hard right now." Yeah, I think um, it's just about. I think for us, it's we we know that the time will come, and it's just kind of um persisting and uh I think also choosing our times when to when to shoot, when to play that final pass. I think in the first Western game we kind of missed that and we probably rushed a bit or, you know, didn't make the right decision. But um I think this week and, and from the victory game we've really worked on just kind of um yeah, picking our moments and, and being patient and being more patient than we were. I think um that's really important going into the final and obviously it's a grand final so everyone's gonna be nervous and there's gonna be um yeah, just it's going to be a bit chaotic, I think, at the start of the game. But yeah, just kind of um, being patient and finding our rhythm. And then, um, yeah, I think 
we shouldn't get too frustrated if we can just enjoy the game. Um, so, yeah. Psychologically, we know that Melbourne Victory have been the team that has won the biggest games when, when you've come up against them over the last couple of seasons. To reverse that result and actually get that win, what has that done psychologically for the group ahead of another grand final? Do you feel like maybe there's something different this time that can finally get you over the line? Yeah, I think we were all kind of super happy when we saw victory as us uh, for a semi-final. I think um, obviously they've been a bit of a Achilles heel for us for the past two years. So, And I think a lot of the girls are quite superstitious. So I think <laughs> playing them in the semis, not the final, was really good for us. I think it kind of took the pressure off a bit. Um, but yeah, I think playing Western, obviously they're a, a new team in the comp and they've done really well for their first season. Um, but I think we really... Um, feel like this is our time to win the double like it hasn't been done before um so yeah I think everyone's just really excited and I think yeah not playing victory does take that a bit of that kind of history out of it which is nice <laughs> just to change tack a bit you mentioned some of the girls being quite superstitious uh, are there any players who have particularly strange superstitions that that, yeah. that stand out to you as like that's that's a bit oh who's in the superstition hall of fame yeah uh, Charlotte McLean for sure. She's very superstitious. Um, I think Charlotte and Courtney have some superstitions. Um, Ante is very superstitious actually. Okay. Like if we if we win a game, we like the next training, like the whole the whole week of the training will look be identical to the week like that we won. So um, <laughs> if we lose, we'll change all the drills and like yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, who else? I think. Taylor Ray, when she's playing, she's superstitious. But um, I don't know. I think, yeah, everyone's just quite used to a particular routine. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. Are you saying sometimes you like lose, you, you kind of have to lose? Like, oh, I'm sick of doing the same yeah, no, drills I'm over done. and over. We need to change it up. Just give me, give me something new, Arte. I know. It's kind of be a weird joke about it. Like, oh, what's the draw going to be today because we lost or something? But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I like that. I like the, the having the like the system being like I'm going to stick with it. That is, but I will say that Ante one. I think that's a superstition Hall of Fame kind of nominee right there. Like if there was a superstition <laughs> Hall of Fame, I feel like that would be because it's quite it's very unique, especially for a coach. Like I thought you were going to say he like has to like wear like his suit jacket for like 20 minutes in the game, and then like that's his superstition. But I like that one. I want to ask a little bit about you, Rachel. Obviously, you've been a part of the like American collegiate system and you've come back. What was that like? Obviously, you spent one season there. What was yeah. that like as an experience for you before coming back to the dub and, and, and going again? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I think um, I think I didn't realise how good the players I was playing with were until I came back, really. Like, um, I was playing with, you know, I don't know, uh, Jesse Fleming is at Chelsea, um, Ashley Sanchez, who's playing for the US team and she's playing in the NWSL, um, a couple of girls who are yeah, in the Mexican national team, like and a lot of them have gone on to play in the NWSL. So I think, um, yeah, I think I really improved from going there for that year and um, it was definitely a different style of play and it kind of opened my eyes to see how many good players there are. Like I, playing in the college system, like every every team had very, very good players. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I played against Maddie as well and Beatty Goad for Stanford. So, um, how'd that go? Yeah, that how'd, 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 how'd that go? Track record was it was you getting the W or they get the W? I think that when Maddie was there, Stanford, Stanford beat us. Um, so when you saw her, in, when you saw her in training for the first time and you saw her come, <laughs> did you have to say something or did you just have to just beat her one time? Be like, I know you won that last battle, but I'm here. <laughs> uh, uh, not really. Like I was just like thankful she came to our team. To be honest, because I remember I remember playing because I was I was younger than her. I was like two or three young years younger than her. So I remember her playing. Um, she was playing her, her their front line was her Karina Macario and Sophia Smith, who were like all like absolute beasts. Um, so I just remember thinking like, geez, she's like such a good player. And then yeah, when I saw she signed for us, I was like so happy. Um, but yeah, no, college was definitely. Um, a great experience and I mean I came back because of COVID um it was kind of that kind of iffy time between it was it going to go ahead was it not and then I was just like I'm, I'm going to stay in Australia and play um for Sydney um but yeah no it was definitely a great experience and um taught me a lot. Do you have any ambitions of going back overseas at some point as well is that on your radar or she where wants to come to Melbourne is what the... I just heard from her because she doesn't like Sydney so she's coming to Melbourne is what I just heard Rachel say. <laughs> I definitely want to go overseas, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was a that stonewall to your Melbourne oh. comment there. No, sorry, but on the overseas point. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> no, I, I do want to go overseas. I think um, I've got a British passport, which really helps. So I think hopefully if I have a really good season next year, I can um, kind of, yeah, get some offers overseas. Like I've, ha- I was, I've had some opportunities, but I just want to go at the right time, right team. Um so, yeah, I definitely want to go over um, anywhere in Europe. I think it would be amazing to play in, like, different culture. Um, yeah. How do you know when's the right time to go overseas? Because, like, I imagine, like, obviously the decision to go to the collegiate system in America, that must have been a massive decision. But to go and play professionally in a different country, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of things that go way into that. How do you decide this is the right place, this is the right, like, country coach, this is right for mm-hmm. my, me and my game? Yeah, I think that's like the hardest part. I think um, like you don't really know until you get over there. Um, and I've I've had so many friends that have gone over, and they've had positive and negative experiences. So I think it kind of can be a bit of a flip of a coin. But yeah, you just got to do your research. I think um, obviously the more well known the team are, the kind of better the chances are that what they've what you've seen and what they've told you are going to work out. So I think. Um, and obviously, as the as the women's game gets more investment, there's going to be um, more and more teams that are, you know, providing good environments and stuff like that. So I think um, you just kind of go got to got to got to go with your gut. And I think obviously careers aren't that long, so you can't really wait around until the perfect opportunity comes because there is there is no perfect opportunity. Um, and yeah, you just got to make the most of it. But at the same time, like I do think there's some. There's definitely cases for staying in Australia and de- developing and being around your support network. Um, like I know a lot of girls in the team have chosen to stay here when they could easily go overseas, but I think it's all personal preference and um, ultimately you play best when you're happy. So I think that's the most important thing. So, yeah. All right, Rachel, here and now, back to the, the present, this Sunday, grand final, why Sydney FC going to win? Oh, good question, Oscar. I like that, man. Nice. Do I have to like convince you? <laughs> yeah, yeah go on. on. <laughs> this is just Judy. Come on, convince us. Judy. Um... 
I just think it's it's our time and I think obviously we're premiers and I think winning the premiership kind of shows consistency across the across the league and um yeah I think we've got a really solid team and we've now got all our players back so I think we're really kind of looking strong um but obviously it's not going to be easy and Western have a have a really good team as well so I think it's just kind of going to be going to come down to kind of who turns up on the day and um yeah, I think whoever kind of gets a hold of the game first is going to kind of be able to ride it out. Um, but no, I don't know. I don't want to say too much, really. No, that's fair. That was a good, solid answer. We're going to ask Mark Torcaso from Western United how why Western are going to win. We'll deliberate over. Yeah. We'll deliberate over Give the two verdict. cases. Oscar is trained to be a lawyer, so yeah. it's actually perfect that he's on the show today. But we won't give our verdict till Monday. We were, exactly. So we, we can't really be wrong about the whole situation. Rachel, good luck on the weekend. Uh, congratulations on a really great season with Sydney FC Premiers, and hopefully you guys can do the double for you guys. But um, thank you for joining us on the show. Good luck. No, thanks, Sam. And uh, we'll head to a break here on Radio Dub, and then uh, we'll chat to Mark Torcaso after the break.